Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, he's already got a little bit of a, a portfolio building, and, and this is inside of his first 60 days in the business. Pretty awesome. Inspiring, actually. So, who's next? Without further delay. Without further delay. Your guru. Your guru. Um, uh, sorry. Your guide to a better life through real estate investing. Through real estate investing. Matt Terrio. Matt Terrio. Hey there again, this is episode 53 of the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. My name is Matt Terrio, the Rat Race Escape Artist. And if you haven't done so, go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com where I show you step-by-step how I got started on my journey to escaping the rat race once and for all and how I did it with absolutely no money or credit. And I leave nothing out. Everything is there for you in 10 easy-to-follow step-by-step video tutorials. And that's yours for free at free realestateinvestingcourse.com. Now, the the last few episodes, episodes 50 through 52, and if you're brand new to the show, that would be a great place to start. Of course, I want you to go back to number one. You can listen to the ground rules of the show and how we've come, what, what the show is really all about. But really, episode 50, if you're just getting started with us and you just found us, welcome, first of all. But episode 50 would be a great place to start. And episode 50 through 52, these last three episodes, I've gone over in pretty deep detail on how to find the money for your deals. And then I discussed how to find the deals themselves. And, you know, that sequence, I I happen to be the only one that I know of that really just teaches it this way in this sequence, meaning first find the deal and then find the money or then the money will find you. You know, this is what has worked for me from the very beginning of my investing. And, you know, nobody taught this to me either. It was just after a few deals, it just kind of... It just kind of hit me. It clicked. It's just so much easier to find the money for your deal after you have secured a deal. So I made it a standard practice of mine to to go out and generate leads. That would be the first thing I would do. Then I, once I, those leads and I get to talk to those leads, I'd build rapport with the motivated sellers. I would then present offers. And then once under contract, then I would concern myself with finding the money. And that works really well for me. I've built my entire business off of it. My entire portfolio has been built that way. But I can understand how it may take a little bit of faith, blind faith even. If you've never done it this way before or never heard about it, I, I totally get it. It can be, it can sound a little counterintuitive. And today, I, what I want to do is I want to increase your faith and increase it to an extent to where you trust the process and you get to work and then you get the results. Now, personally, I'm not sure if there's any more that I can say to convince you that this is a much easier way to conduct your real estate investing business. 
Um, it's not easy, mind you. I'm not saying it's just going to happen and it's done. It's not easy, but it is easier and more profitable, mind you, than finding the money first and then looking for your deal. It's easier and more profitable doing it that way. Or it's easier and more profitable as opposed to doing it that way. So instead of how most people do it, they go out and try to find the money first and then they look for their deal. No, I'm saying it's going to be easier and more profitable if you go out and find your deal and then concern yourself with the money. So today I have a special interview with one of my coaching clients. And I've mentioned him quite a few times recently. And, and I want to interview him so you could hear how the process works from someone else, not me. I want you to hear it from someone else who's actually experienced the results. And, you know, and when we when we started his coaching program and, you know, I don't, we're not even done with this program yet. I mean, we're like 60 days into it or so. And, you know, when we started, he knew very little. I'd, I'd venture to say he knew really absolutely nothing. He had a little bit of uh, history in his family with his parents investing, but that's when he was younger and he wasn't really concerned with it. So I think it's fair to say he knew really nothing about investing. He had never done it before. And after, you know, our first couple of phone calls, he had said, you know, Matt, just just tell me what to do. I, I'm good at following directions. And, and don't be afraid to speak bluntly. I think he even said something to the effect like, be harsh or, or speak to me military style. Give me orders to follow. I respond well to that, he said. And I was like, okay. So for the next call or two, I told him exactly what to do. And I just, there was no fluff. I said, go do this, then go do this, and then go do this. And you know what? He did it. He followed the process. He followed it step by step, exactly how I said it. He did not ask any questions. He didn't whine. He didn't complain. He just jumped in with this blind faith and he trusted the process. And here we are just 60 days into his program and he's closed, I believe, 11, 11 wholesale transactions. And I'm pretty sure he has another half dozen or so under contract. And that's put probably more than, I would say, at least $50,000 in his pocket in, in his first 60 days of real estate, his first 60 days of wholesaling. And he's going to tell you more. And, and, I, and I want you to understand, though, that these, his results, they're not the norm. Okay, not everybody are going to get these results. His results are extraordinary, but they are extraordinary because he had extraordinary focus and extraordinary determination. And then he took action that was correlate to that focus. Now, to be completely transparent, just to give to set your expectations appropriately. And and so this is a, uh, this is reality for you. I have purchased six or seven of his deals from him. And, you know, if you stick around to the end, I'll share with you a new system that I just put in place so you too can present your deals to me. And, and you can look at this as an additional option among your existing exit strategies. But having said that, I did purchase those six or seven deals from him so far. And, but he sold just as many to other investors. He did create a buyer's list and he did sell them to other investors. And, you know, in fact, one wholesale deal that he made, he made $23,000 on one deal. I didn't buy that deal. He sold that to someone else. So I thought that was pretty sweet. And I'm not, you know, I'm not exaggerating even in the slightest. I mean, if anything, I think I'm probably being conservative. I think he's sold more than I even know about. I mean, I, mean, I actually think he's literally lost track. So I don't want to imply that you're going to get these same results if you implement what I've been teaching you here from day one. But I do want you to know what's possible in a very short period of time from a total newbie starting from scratch, starting from a dead stop with no money or credit. I mean, 
He may have had some money in credit, but he hasn't used any of it yet. So I won't delay this interview any longer. On the phone, I'm joined by Brad Donnelly from St. Louis. Brad, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Doing good. You? Okay, it hasn't stopped raining here since last week. So, <laughs> right, uh, you guys had big floods there just recently, right? Yeah, we started probably about, oh, 1 o'clock on April 15th, and it hasn't stopped raining since. And we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. Well, we're thinking it. It might get snow. Wow, spring snow. Yeah, it's going to kill my tulips in my yard. <laughs> Very different than what we're used to out here in, in California. So, um, Brad, again, welcome to the show. And, you know, I would just always like to start by just hearing a little bit more about you and so the listeners can hear about you and your background and, and what you do for living up to the time that uh, we met. Uh, I'm married, 28, have a son, Harrison. Um, I What I was doing, I had a, uh, I have a cleaning company, commercial cleaning company. Mm-hmm. That I started with my um, family around when I was 22, 21 years old. Um, was doing that full time. Still have it. Um, and then um, grew that into quite a big business. Um, and then I met met you via the podcast in November of 2012. And then we connected on coaching um, February and. And basically, just transitioning to real estate full. Actually, I am full time, but everybody knows me locally. They think I still do the uh, cleaning company, but I really am devoting about 40, 50 hours of uh, solid, easier work to, to my real estate and cleaning. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you've definitely uh, made some moves really, really fast. I think we're only uh, seven or eight weeks into our coaching program and, and you've done very, very well for yourself so far. And we'll, and we'll get to that in just a minute, but what was it about real estate that actually attracted you or what was it about the podcast or what was it just was about the coaching? What was it that was, uh, you know, what's, what's so appealing about real estate for you? Sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, it was basically the, how big the umbrella is and that of, of what you can do in real estate and if you get good in real estate at one thing, you can basically make a killing financially. Not a killing, sorry. You can make a very good income being good at one thing but doing it, um, I guess, what is it, many different ways, whether it be um, teaching people, setting up deals, at, um, like um, putting deals together, or wholesaling de- deals, or either buying them for yourself or structuring deals like um. I got really, I'm really good at um, finding income properties for people. So I will find a property. I will put the finance in place for them to purchase the property. And we set up, um, we'll set up the rehab and they'll have a management team. And so that, I mean, when you, when you have someone that doesn't have the creativity needing help um, involving all those different professions, like the rehabber, the management, and the actual person you're buying from creates a lot of contact, contact. And it, and I, and I'll start with that daily success sheet. I just started doing that and doing that. And it's kind of like, why don't, why don't we just start putting all this together? And I did. And it just, it just took off. I mean, mm-hmm. cause right. yeah, I mean, well, like, the, the, 
let me let me kind of re-ask that question. What was it that you knew about real estate that had you even interested in it at all? Um, I I I like I like finding I like um uh, to negotiate, mm-hmm. and so I was like, hey, why don't I go into uh, um real estate? And my wife goes, yeah, you should get your real estate agent. You know, I because I was in. My, my my father, personally, my father passed away in 2012, so I kind of, in the cleaning industry, I was, quote-unquote, my heart wasn't in it anymore because I did it as a family. So I was looking for a, uh, um, a getting a little bit too personal, I was a lifestyle change because I was really, really depressed. And I was driving back from Atlanta during Thanksgiving, and this the, the, the talk about the real estate agent, my wife becoming a real estate agent, was like, before November, just a, just a, you like know, to negotiate. Why don't you think about getting your license? I was like, okay. And so on my way back from Atlanta, um, I think we we're in Paducah, Kentucky. We did not have, um, our iPads weren't working. We didn't have cell service. Pandora wasn't working. So we weren't able to listen to any music. So I go, Sarah, check the iPad. I found your, um, your podcast that I had downloaded, I guess maybe, couple months previously just think and I started listening to it and I think I listened to 10 straight because we hit a lot of traffic coming from Atlanta and St. Louis 10 straight hours basically your first 10 courses and it was just I just it just fucking took off excuse me it just took off (laughs) I'm not going to get become a fucking real estate agent I'll just start doing this Mm -hmm. and I just devoured I mean literally from December 1st to February, I devoured everything you put out, a little bit of other stuff, maybe like uh, Robert, I can never say his last name. What's his last name? Kiyosaki. Yeah. Start doing, I actually have him in my um, CD player in my car. Everything, and it just made a commitment. Um, got you into the, got, got into your coaching, and I just, I mean, I guess we'll talk about what's happened since then. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so, so what, what, did they answer the question long? My, yeah, no, definitely. You answered that question and then my next five questions I was going to ask. So perfect. That's <laughs> um, okay. So you um, made a decision to uh, go ahead and pursue this. And you made that decision to, to work with me. And, you know, it's, uh, that can be a commitment because, you know, was, I'm not cheap. And I'm curious because one of the questions I get frequently from from uh, our listeners is getting on the same page with their family, getting on the same page with their spouse. So what was that like? How did that conversation go down when you decided to, you know, you're going to be switching a career and you're going to make a, a pretty decent investment in coaching and something brand new? And how, how did that go down? Um. Well, I think we were, um, I think December 20th, December 15th and Christmas day, um, my wife had, my wife and I, we weren't really fighting, but we were going back and forth about, you know, um, I, cause I wasn't depressed. You need to see help. You need to see help. And so I got some help and the lady, the lady that, that's helping me, she goes, just be happy. And I was like, Okay. She goes, that, that'll take care of everything. And I came back to Sarah, just be happy. I just want to be happy. And Sarah goes, well, are you happy doing, you know, in the cleaning company? I was like, no, my heart's on it. And he goes, she goes, 
So do real estate. I go, you don't mind if we basically lose, quote unquote, lose everything, you know, because of a career change. And she goes, no, I just want my husband to be happy. So I'm actually getting pretty emotional now. So I just like, fuck it. This is what I'm going to do. I dove in, signed up for the course. And um, um, the full support of making the change is the hardest part. As long as you have the peace um, because at the time, my son was only eight, eight months. As long as you have, you know, that support, it, it makes everything so much easier. It's like that whole worry about it. I mean, am I going to disappoint my, because I was worried about disappointing my wife. I mean, that's because I was the breadwinner. So disappointing my wife. And as long as she, I, she goes, honey, I, I basically won't be disappointed in you. That was it. I was like, let's do this. So. Um, it's a talk you want to have with your, your spouse or if you're, your family beforehand, um, because they can push you really far into it and make you do well, or they can, um, really, really be counterproductive. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So. Thanks for, for sharing that. And I know that's a, per, it was a big personal decision for you and I know it's emotional for you, but it's, it's not unique. You, you are not alone. There are a lot of people out there that, that don't like what they're doing. They want to go find something else. They are attracted to real estate. And, you know, the the layman's out there that just, you know, kind of hear about real estate from the media or read it in the paper, you know, they have preconceived notions of what it is. And the only stuff that the media ever covers is the bad stuff, the stuff that went wrong or the people that made the giant windfall and they make it almost a, a equivalent to winning the lottery and they think it's this big giant gamble and you know what I teach and what I coach on is that it's not a gamble at all it's actually very manageable it's very predictable and if you just put in the work and you do the activities consistently and persistently you will get the results and that is very much what you you have done and you've been a perfect example of this of really you know not the norm I mean, you've experienced extraordinary results, but you've also put in an extraordinary effort. So I'm really proud of you, Brad. So I'm happy to be working with you, and I, and I love that you're on this show because I want people to know what is possible and not just what's possible from me. Like, look at the teacher. Of course, he can do it, but what about little old me? You know, and, and Brad, you came in not knowing a darn thing about real estate. I know and, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I remember. <laughs> remember, when we were, remember when I was in the beginning? I was like, man, how the fuck am I going to get 100 points? And you're like, Brad, every time the person calls you back and you get a hold of a person, that's a contact. I was like, damn, then I got like 300 points. Right. I didn't even know how to keep track of points. I was like, that was like, right. but I mean, sorry. Right. No, it's okay. And, and if you don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about the daily success sheet that I use to track business activities and you can get that for free inside the free real estate investing course. I think I, I discuss how to use it on video three, lesson three. But Brad started using that and I said, just get your points and you'll get the results. And he consistently got his points and he's gotten amazing results. So why don't you tell me or tell everybody here a little bit about the results that you have experienced so far? Um, I have two properties that are, that I own. Um, and I have not, well, one, um, Use, I own two properties, rental pro well, I own three, but um, three rental properties. Um, I've wholesaled, uh, I don't even know how many I've wholesaled now. I think I've wholesaled about 70, 
$76,000 worth of property. Um, I don't know if that's the exact figure, but I knew you were going to ask me that. I should have added it up. Um, I actually have two under contract currently. I have a uh, duplex under contract. I have, I just got a, well, I have three. I got a four family under contract and I need to be rehabbed. And I have a, uh, another property under contract. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. And that's um, what you have under contract. So what have you, you know, what yes, have you I closed? Have How, I have a very, oh, sorry. That's okay. How many have you closed? I have closed one, two, three, four, one, two, three, two, like one right away when the coaching start. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Probably at least 10, right? Yeah, I think 11. I don't. Um, I think I have a closing coming up this week and then next week. I think one's on Friday. Mm-hmm. I, that's my problem, growth. I need a board. Mercedes <laughs> always said you need to get a damn board. Mm-hmm. So, um, you gotta track your deals. What's that? I said you gotta track your deals. But what I really like about and and we're gonna go deeper into this. But what I really like about the way you have done this is so many other people when they get started they have to go out and set up the LLC. They have to go out and get and get their business cards printed, and they got to set up their fax machine. They got to get their office just right, and they just spend all this time getting ready to get ready. And the reason you've had your success that you've had, and in such a short period of time, we're only in week eight of coaching. Like he still has another month to go in his coaching program, and we've got ten plus deals closed and another at least half a dozen in escrow, is because all he focused on was the activities on that daily success sheet. Those activities there are there very specifically because those are the only activities that make you money. So anything else that you're doing throughout the day, and if you can't give yourself a point for it on those, on the daily activity sheet, it's not making you money. And you took instruction very well and you just focused on that. And now you've got all of these deals that you can't keep track of and dare I say forty to fifty thousand dollars of wholesale fees in your pocket, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's about where you are. And inside of eight weeks, with yet to I mean you're just starting to set up your LLC. Uh, I was just I was just at your uh, <laughs> your house. Uh, I visited St. Louis this past weekend and I got to see your home office and what a disaster that was. So <laughs> but it's just awesome that, that you've been able to Let's go and do the important stuff. Let's get paid, and then then we can hire a cleaning lady later or an organizer to come in and, and fix the office. Then we can get the LLC all set up. You know, there's a um, one of the greatest pieces of advice I'd ever received from, and this was when I was becoming a real estate agent. And this is why I'm so adamant about this on inside of real estate investing because, and this is why it, it excites me because you're like the very first person I've had that really took this philosophy and ran with it. This this uh, the broker of our office when we were brand new. They said, "Just go out there and get contracts signed. Just bring it back here, and we'll fix the mess. Just get the contract signed, and come back here. We'll fix everything else." And they just relayed that to us that that was our quickest way to a paycheck. Don't worry about anything else. Just go get the contract signed, and that's what you've gone out and done. So. It's it's just a perfect example, and I was just waiting for someone to come along and really embrace that and, and do it. So I acknowledge you because you have you have 
you still have issues and challenges, and we've got we've got to work through that, and we've got to get your business up and running correctly. But you've got a whole world of different challenges than most people getting started do. They're still designing their logo, or they're still trying to figure out, you know, what how which contract should they use? Hey, um, you and you know, you just went out there and you give me a contract where it says buyer seller. Let's do this and make sure I got my my contingency clauses in there, and we'll fix it later. And then we fixed it all in escrow. There are all kinds of mistakes, but we fixed everything in escrow. And escrow closed, and you got paid. So, awesome. I mean, I don't even know where I was going with that. I didn't know I was going to to talk that much, but I'm very passionate about it because I love seeing somebody that takes the instruction, that moves at the speed of instruction, and goes out there and gets it done. So, I think you're a great inspiration to the people on this, that, that listen to this show. Of Because, gosh, I'll tell you, the the biggest most popular question I get is how do I get started? I'm suffering by paralysis analysis. I don't know where to begin. I don't want to, I don't want to start and I don't and end up getting it wrong or doing it wrong. I don't want to start and get into trouble. I don't want to, I don't know how to start. That's always the thing, how to get started. And the answer is Brad, just, just get started. And you did that. And during our coaching programs and, and a couple times I've been out to St. Louis to, to work with you and, and, and help you set this up. The, uh, um, you know, we talk about things and I'm just like blown away and and your question to me is like, what's wrong with people? Why don't they do it too? I didn't know what I was doing and I just did it and here I am and I got the results. Um I so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people don't get started. Obviously there's a level of fear involved and, and fear of the unknown and uncertainty and it's something new and we all are a little bit afraid of things that are brand new to us. But I just want to Real estate, it's not easy. I'm not saying that it's easy. But what I am saying is there's nothing there to be afraid of if you just follow a good program, good instruction. Nobody's going to jail unless you're you know, intentionally dishonest. You're not going to get in trouble. So just go out and do the activities, and you're going to make your mistakes, and that's okay. You just fix the mistakes and keep moving forward. And believe in yourself, man, because, I mean, just do it. I mean... I had a contract, a house, a contract that it kept getting delayed, delayed. And the agent, the agent didn't tell me that it kept getting delayed. And five days before closing, yeah, closing's on Friday. I was like, shit, I don't have the money to close. But I did was doing the daily success sheet. And I knew a private lender that would lend it. And I was able to close on the day that was because I tracked all that. I basically did all the phone calls. And I made the phone calls and what it is, the guy, you call a person with a property and you have five minutes on the phone, ask more questions, ask, because if you're calling another investor, more than likely they're going to need financing just like you do. So be resourceful. That's, we have this million, that's why I told my wife the other day, there are a million resources out there for people to succeed in life, but most people don't have the ability to be resourceful. So it's like, I mean, that's what I kind of had an epiphany is like a week or two in, you're teaching me to be resourceful. It's like you told me, follow the day success sheet, follow the sheet, and you'll be successful. I was like, okay, no. And then something clicked with, I can't remember what we talked about. And like, I have to start being resourceful. And that's the, one of the biggest things is how you use your resources in the most efficient way and leverage people that know more than you. I leverage your ear every, well, probably every day now. 
or try to do it every day. I use your leverage because you, in real estate, one biggest thing is leverage. I mean, it's, and so you, if, if you meet someone in, people go to investment clubs, this is another one thing, and networking you always talk about. Networking, go you, you leverage those, annoy those people. Annoy, you, you're not annoying them because people like to help people that want to succeed. And that's why I text you every day almost, well, you every day, call you every day and bother the shit out of you. Because you know more than me, you know more than everybody. Well, I don't know everybody, but you know more than 99% of the people. But who the hell do I want to learn from? And that's kind of, yeah, that's my biggest point. No, it's, it's very true, and you know I've I've said that quote before that you know when you go out and meet people that you know people want to help people that want to succeed, and I never really thought about it in in our relationship, but yeah, I take every single one of your phone calls and answer every single one of your emails and your text messages because I'm inspired by the action you're taking and the questions that you're asking because I know you're doing the work or else you wouldn't be asking those questions. So perfect. So let's go back to the beginning. All right, okay, so. Cool. Now, now we kind of got your story, and we know what you've accomplished, and we've had, uh, you know, we, we know what it takes. So let's go back to, to when you first got started and f generating leads. So what did you actually put into place to start generating leads? What was working for you? What worked the best was, well, I started right away doing yellow letters. Because that, it's, that's the easiest. I mean, that's easiest. You can write 10 to 15 a night by yourself, put it in the mailbox, and send it. Let the U.S. United States Postal Service do its job. And it is, I mean, depending on how you target your letters, I mean, you're always going to get, probably we're getting 12% return. You're always going to get it. If people want to have access to my Google Voice account to see all the calls I'm getting, it's unreal. You're always going to have that. And then once you get targeted on your list, like, I think you talked about like pre foreclosures and all that. It goes, it, it shoots through the roof. Then I, I started going to investment clubs. Get out. Um, you talk about Meetup, and it was introduced Meetup on one of your coaching calls. Go to the Meetup, um, get in touch and perform. Meet the people. Be nice. Be say this is what you're doing. Be honest about yourself. I don't know shit about real estate. I need help. I said that probably over 20 times to people. Um, and then, um, I called a lot calling for me was hard in the beginning. Like it took me a good week, but once you start doing it and you, you realize, well, the worst area is going to hang up on you or just like say, what the hell are you doing calling me? I mean, it's easy. I mean, just pound them out and you get, you get calls back. That's like, you get calls back all times of the night. That's why. Um, that's effective and um, network, network me. And I just, right. I actually. Okay, so let's sorry. slow down because uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure that we get real details in here so people can really, you know, emulate what you're doing. So you send out yellow letters. Who did you send those yellow letters out to? I send and, them. Go ahead. I'm sending them to pre foreclosures, absentee owners, landlords, and I'm getting really ninja on it. I'm actually sending them now to, uh, um, like, if you drive through a neighborhood and you see, like, you know, Bank of America owns this, they usually have a, a company that is managing it. So, like, Bank of America, and locally, they have, um, I can't remember the name, management company out of Texas. So, 
I wrote down, and this is in the beginning when I was first getting started, side note, log everything. The best way to log your information is if you have a post-it on the flyer on the window, take a picture of it and email it to yourself. So we logged down that address. We started sending letters to those. And so we started doing all this and it like it just works. I mean, I had a Freddie Mac person representative just leave me a message yesterday or two days yesterday or two days ago. I mean, mm-hmm. they want to know if I want to unload all the property. A Fannie Mae rep calls so me. So how did the how did the Freddie Mac person, the Fannie Mae person, how do they find you? They have a yellow letter, man. It's yellow. Yellow, yellow fucking letter. She's not like this. That's okay. It's a podcast. This is a free broadcast. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, just get you get ninja on it. And like I don't do signs. I I haven't because I mean, you know, I started off so fast mm-hmm. and it rains a lot in here. It was raining a lot. So my signs would just get destroyed with the rain. And it was snowing. I remember April tenth, it had eleven inches of snow here. And so that's like six weeks into my training course and it snowed a lot in February. So I really could not it was not that I didn't want to put signs out. I just really didn't have the opportune time because there was so much snow and rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and um yellow letters and um Okay, so that let's go back. So you have your yellow letters. We're sending out those pre foreclosures and absentee owners. And where did you get your list? How did you find your lists? Okay, your pre foreclosure list. If you go to, if you Google St. Louis, well, I found my I found my source for it at a networking event. I just go, hey, I asked the guy next to me, good short sale people that are short sale negotiators. You ask them because they'll tell you. You just, you, I just ask, hey, where can I find a free closure foreclosure list? And they go, well, you just go to the courthouse. So I went to St. Louis County Courthouse. And um, I go, hey, where can I find the pre-foreclosures? People, because it's public knowledge, they go, well, you can come down here every day or you can just go to this website and get the list. So I just went to the website's called Missouri Lawyer Media or something website. And I just registered and I get daily, I get daily um, um, notice of defaults. So people in, in, in Missouri, it's a non-judicial state. So they have 21 days, I think. Um, and I get when people are going into foreclosure. So my team. Okay, so hold on, hold on there. There's, there's something really important that just happened there. And a couple of my other coaching clients that we've had on, I know Alan was good at this and Rick was really good at this, is that you didn't know where to find a list, so you asked somebody. That somebody told you to go to the courthouse. You asked the person at the courthouse. They told you to sign up on a website. And you sign up on that website, and now it just gets delivered to you. Because I mean, there's not there's not too many. I mean, I don't even know of one like universal site that's going to work for every single state. But we we had talked about something earlier, where you know there's all the resources out there available that anyone needs. You just have to be resourceful, and that's a perfect example of why, Brad. I think. And that shows up in every aspect of your business. Like, there's no dead end. There's no. There's no. Oh, this doesn't work. Or, or let me go. Let me go and ask for a refund because because Matt told me to do the wrong thing or, or whatever it may be. It's being resourceful. So you just jump went from one place to the next to the next, and now you've got your list of pre foreclosures coming, and you send your yellow letters to that list. That's what I wanted to point out. Um. So 
kudos to you for being resourceful. I remember when Rick got a, a went to go on a motivated seller meeting from a yellow letter. He didn't end up buying that house, but he ended up buying the house next door to it because it had a for sale sign. He thought he was resourceful and said, let's call that one since I'm here. So those are the types of things that, that are really going to be required of you, of everybody that, that gets involved in this business, is recognize the opportunities. By doing the activities, you create opportunity for yourself. You know, Rick got that second opportunity from the normal activities that he was doing. But if he just said, well, I didn't send a letter to that house, I'm not going to call them, which people do all the time. And it drives me nuts. But um, I don't know. I get very passionate about, about how you're succeeding, Brad, because you're perfect. And I love it that people can hear it from someone other than me. And, uh, you know, they're few and far between of people just being resourceful. And this goes for every aspect of your life, not just real estate investing. So awesome. So you get that's how you were resourceful. You went from one place to the next place to the next place, and you found out how to get pre-foreclosures in your state of uh, of Missouri. So awesome. Now let's let's go over how did you find your absentee owner list? How the hell did I find it? Oh, a property manager gave it to me. Property manager gave it to me. Oh, here's a ninja trick too. Or if you don't have access to your people yet, expedite your situation. Go, this is your, you, you, you provided me the National Property Management Association on one of the, you, you during one of our coaching calls. So I just went on that. I went to local um, managed property managers. And what are local property managers' job? Their job is to get people in their houses. So you go on the, the you see the vacant houses on their website. Oh, that that's a rental property. So there must be an owner of that. So to find who owns a rental property, you go to your county or city assessor, real estate property assessor database. It's all public knowledge. All right. You look up the tax records. This is so-and-so owns property at 123 Main Street. You find her mailing address, mail her a letter because that's how that's your easiest and quickest way if you can't get a um a very good list yet you don't have your team made up go on property management website find the addresses write down 10 addresses that's what i told barb who's getting in the business with us now you know of course you know so and i is um write down 10 management addresses look up those property addresses i am i'm getting excited stumbling over my words look up those 10 property addresses who owns them, their mailing address, and mail it. Right. And once they call you back, they're going to call you back because it's fucking vacant. Excuse my language. It's not performing. They're going to they're going to say, yeah, I own this property, this property, this property. Mm-hmm. Okay, would you like me to sell, buy all those properties, man? Mm-hmm. Of course I would. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Is, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just, this is something that I actually learned from you because I never thought to do that. Um I, I certainly would drive through neighborhoods and look for for rent signs. I'd certainly go through um, the newspapers and look for for uh, for rent ads and look at your you know for rental ma- for rent magazines. But I never thought to go to a property manager's website. And some of them are more more sophisticated and high tech in in the future or in the present than others. But they do have a list of all of their vacant properties, and it's very easy to go and and take that list of vacant properties. And go pu- punch it into the, the your county assessor's website. So, again, another great example of being resourceful and something that you actually taught me. So, definitely, definitely ninja. <laughs> awesome work. And 
here's something cool too to vibrate. Find like there should be a rating system. Maybe if you go Google Maps on the property management company, they might have a rating system or a review system. Go to the ones that suck. Because more than likely those owners are tired of that management company. So they're gonna do one or two things. They're gonna get rid of the management company and change, or they're going to sell it to you. You be a resource for that. You be that's where you need to team up with your team to build your to build your deals. You need to go, hi, Mrs. Seller, so Mrs. Seller, so and so. I know an off I if you don't want to sell it to me, ma'am, you always have to be helpful. I know an awesome property management team that will manage this and get a tenant in place within, you know, four weeks. I don't know what, whatever you tell her and you guarantee to get her in place. So behind the scenes, you work your ass off to find a damn tenant. That property man is going to love you and they're going to send you every damn owner. Now that wants to unload their portfolio. That's what we, I mean, we, one of the things we did here. So that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, even if it's not going to be a deal for you, you're sending a referral to your team, your team appreciates that and then sends referrals to you. Yeah, one thing that you always preach was uh, don't come from what scarcity or, mm-hmm. and I, that was one of my biggest things too. Is like uh, coming from it's like, yeah, I talked to you about not going too much, but yeah, always be helpful because dude, it pays you off, man. I mean, I I just got thirty one properties sent to me. Hey, Brad, can you move these? Yeah, wholesale these for me. And what you do is once you get that to the point that you or your listeners are. Everybody does. You cherry pick those. You find out which ones that you want to buy yourself, and then you just wholesale them out to what your buyers want. If you're not in a position to buy, wholesale, wholesale, sell, sell. That's what our deal was. You taught you taught me wholesale, wholesale, sell, sell, buy, wholesale. And so that's why your your activities create your activities that you can go back to daily success sheet. They create your 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 wealth, and you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, the, the more the more activities you do, the luckier you get. Is is definitely how it can be summed up. You know, the the more you're in the mix, the more you're doing the activities, the right activities, not pressing business cards and setting up your fax machine in your home office, not those activities. The activities of actually going out, finding deals, talking to sellers, and talking to your network, and those types of activities that are on the uh, success sheet. The more you do that, the more lucky you create yourself. And you get someone that calls up and and uh, says, here's 30 properties. Can you help me move these? Just like you did. Yep, I'm on a plane tonight uh, heading to Cincinnati and to do my due diligence on 40 properties. That was a phone call that came into me from the exact same way. So I just, I'm glad that you experienced the same thing because that's the way the business should run. That's when it gets easy. That's when it gets fun. Awesome. Okay, so... We've gone over to some of the leads, so the yellow letters, and then gone out how you've kind of created your list. I think that's brilliant by going not just to property managers' websites, but the property managers with the terrible ratings. I mean, you can go on to Yelp, and you can see all kinds of stuff there for property managers as well. Um, also, the National Association of Residential Property Managers. I think it's NARPM.org. Uh, you can find all kinds of property managers just in your immediate area. And then uh, start looking at those websites and look for the ones that got a bunch of vacancies and the ones that, that have terrible ratings, and those are a great way to generate your non-owner-occupied list. I love it. And then uh, at the same time, keeping your eyes and ears open as becoming a referral source for your property manager. Because I think you're starting to understand, Brad, that the most important person on your team really is a property manager. Shit, so, no, yes. Yeah, so. they're in direct communication with the deals. 
before they could become deals. So that's whose person you want to be there. And then once you have properties and you're holding them, they're also the ones that cause your properties to perform. So awesome, awesome work on that. I learned a couple things right there for myself that we hadn't even talked about before. So super. Um, so you got the deals and you go out and this is one thing I noticed with you driving around. I've been to St. Louis twice now in, in the last eight weeks driving around with you and we're talking and, and, and shooting the shit and, and going from property to property and meeting people. And But anytime that phone rang, you said, hold on. And then you answered the phone, um, which I think is, is vital to your success, especially in the beginning, is answering the phone when they call you. So tell me the difference, I guess. Um, and I know you return all your phone calls too, so that's awesome. But have you noticed the difference between those phone calls when – or, or your results when you're answering the phone and talking to a person or when you let it go to voicemail and you call, their, call them back later? Have you noticed any difference there? Um, yeah, the people, are, people that you get a hold of, they usually, um, I mean, there's so many different types of people, man, but right. like some people are like, some people are, when you answer the phone, they're ready to deal. They're ready. They want to know why the hell you called them. Um, they want to know why why you calling them. Where'd you get their number? Uh, and I and I kind of take that your stance when you tell me it's like just be the same way they are being to you. I mean, and it works. I mean, I think I, I probably one time I um, answered seventy five incoming calls one week, maybe like three weeks ago before I start before we start getting extremely slammed. Um, and I got bent out of shape because this lady was really, really mean to me. And you're just like, well, just be the same way toward she was towards you in the future. So I started doing that and it's kind of like slapping the horse in the face, the wild horse in the face. You kind of get its attention and it's like, this is for real here. You can't bully people. So, um, I mean, as far and then shit, I'm, I'm, I mean, you're not like, like when they're mean to you. You're not mean back. You're just you're just firm and, and matching their yeah. tone, right? No, I don't say anything. You know, mean or where'd you get my letter? I was like, well, why did you call me? I was like, I, I was like, I don't even know you. I was like, what's your name? Because they don't. Some people, you know, as people get going, they'll find out like, like I stick, I stuck the letter in their door in their mailbox. I had to tell one person one time that, no, that's a federal offense. So I locked my ass up in jail. I mail those letters. It's random. And so it's not random. I know the list, but I don't know who's calling. So it's kind of like a, at first it's kind of like, well, when I first started, it was scary. It was scary as shit. I mean, one, I remember I told you, a guy threatened to shoot me. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty, pretty hard to shoot me over the phone. No, but um, that, was over, that was over the phone though, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's what we're doing. Um, but once they, but after you call them back, they're not as motivated, and they, they don't, they don't return phone calls because the pre foreclosures they're getting lots of phone calls. They're getting phone calls from attorneys. They're getting phone calls from creditors. So you, when they call you, it's time to fucking roll. You got to get, you got as Ralph says, you got to get your Nikes on, man, and. uh and so um, always answer the phone as much as possible. That's why as soon as you get 
do one or two deals a, m- a month, people, it's get someone to, as you start getting bogged down in phone calls, get someone to help you answer your phone calls for you. I mean, your grandma can answer the phones. Just take down a message, that voice. Because they're, then they read the letter if they're in pre foreclosure and absentee owners. They're, they're fired up. They're like, yeah, let's sell this thing. Let's get this damn thing sold. So you want someone to kind of say, yeah, we're real. This is not a, a joke. We actually want to buy your property. So can I get some more information for you? That's if you can't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm, and I'm to the point now, and it doesn't take long that when I'm driving now, I let it go to um, Barb. Barb's now taking down my information. And you Barb's said, your, your assistant, right? Yeah, she's in she's in the cleaning company, and so she's going through your course and basically training. You're training her, and so and it's kind of it's kind of just that's how we're kind of setting up. I talked to you this morning about my anxiety of setting up the business. It's just that's what it is. It's just that transition of success. It's good anxiety. It's just just the transition. So right. So I know you've gotten a lot of amazing calls and you've, you've done a lot of deals. Um, and I was really blown away, like on the, on our second and third week of, of coaching, you know, every other day you'd say, I got another one under contract. I got another one under contract. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Is this guy, you know, is he just trying to make me feel good about my coaching program or is he really getting the results? So I'm curious to, to this large number of great calls that you've received and, and you've got found a ton of motivated sellers. How many, what would you say is a ratio or, or a percentage of how many crazy and wacko phone calls have you had to go through to get those good ones? Shit, a lot, man. I mean, a lot, right? Yeah, dude. There's so many. And like, the worst one, a percentage ratio, you probably got to go like 85% or not those. Mm-hmm. 85%. But once you find that one out of 10, mm-hmm. they know six or seven in their similar situation. So you leverage them now being resourceful. I, I, I'm getting so off on the tangent, but yeah, they're very, um, they're very, um, they're very crazy. man. like, I don't, guy threatened to shoot me. I had a brother call me up, wanted to meet me there because he wanted to turn over the keys right now and sell it to me on a quick claim deed. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. That's when I was being really, really ninja. And first week I was answering everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, what's up? What's <laughs> up your house? Um, and so, I mean, you got a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. But right. you, okay. you so I just want to make, I just wanted to, to, to I guess, demonstrate and, and not, it's, it's not all good, right? That you've got a ton of great calls, but you had to go through a ton of crap two tons, three tons of crappy calls to get to the good ones, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. All right, so we're generating leads, and you're answering the phone. I think it's vital. I mean, even even at this point, Brad, I would recommend you still answer the phone as much as possible because that's when you're going to be most powerful. It's when you're going to be in the best position. You're going to have their undivided attention, and that's when you're going to have the best opportunity for your deals. But you got so many deals right now, I, I'm not mad at you for – or go ahead and already pass that off to an assistant. But that Sorry. doesn't change. No, that's okay. It, it doesn't change. Um, that When you answer the phone, it's going to be a better phone call when they're calling you, always. Um, so, let's see. Um, 
okay, so we've been in the business for, say, two weeks or eight weeks. And looking back, not a whole lot to look back on, but knowing what you know now, and I think you know a lot right now. I think you know a lot more than you, you think you know right now because you've, you've logged a ton of experience in a very short period of time. Knowing what you know now, what do you wish you would have done more of in those first eight weeks? Or how would you have started differently knowing what you know now? I think I would have, um, like in the beginning, I was only devoting like 15 to 16 hours a week towards this. Mm -hmm. I would have devoted more to um, just um, getting out and more networking and more letters. I think, um, shit, that's a great question, man. But once you've got, once you started to get the evidence is when you, you really started to commit to yourself. Yeah. It's like when I said, it's like, like this, is this for real? And you're like, yeah, man, you do the work. It's for real. Cause it's like, cause it, yeah. And it's, I think I would have just believed in myself a little bit more. Um, Cause that's the biggest thing. It's like, this is this and everybody can be successful. You just gotta do it and believe in it. I mean, mm -hmm. I love that. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that to be your answer, but I think it's a great answer. And it's a great answer that applies to everybody listening that, that hasn't yet done a deal is that with that big concern of how to get started and that, that doubt and that fear and not wanting to mess up and not wanting to take the wrong path and not wanting to do it wrong and not want to get in trouble. If if you were to do it over again, you'd have just believed in yourself more in the beginning, right? Right. Exactly. And each and every one of you listening to me right now, all of you are capable of doing this. I have never met most of you. I don't know you. But I know by the nature of real estate, you're all capable. And if you just believe in yourself and move at the speed of instruction, you will get results. You will get results. So I, I love that answer. As far as activities or practices or strategies, anything like working right now super well for you that you wish you would have, if you would have known what you know now back then, you would have jumped on it even more? Um, be more generous. I mean, work with other wholesalers because it's a leveraging people. They know more people working with other wholesalers. Get with your finance people. I mean, because if you're going to structure a deal, like for example, your your my goal was to just replace my income. I mean, that was my immediate goal. We talked about that all the time. I mean, how can I make this happen? Just replace your income. So the quickest way to replace your income in, in cash flow is to learn the wholesale. If you, I mean, wholesale. I mean, anybody can wholesale. I mean, so you want to live with, let's say you you, I don't know, Washington D.C. like highest. Find the guys that are going to the, the the guys that will loan the money to do the fix and flips. Find the deal. Find the property. Just the way we talked about it. Go to them right away and say, "Hey, look at this deal. Here are the numbers. Will you loan against it? Or loan for loan um, loan money to the fix and flip? I mean, or whoever you find, find the lender. They go, yeah, but because you got it under contract. Yeah, I'll loan against that. That's that's a great deal. I'm a lender. I need to fucking lend money. So then you just say, hey, I got this deal. I got a lender lined up. Anybody want to do the deal? You'll have property. You'll have shit going so fast. I had a, that one property on Wichita. It was gone in 13 minutes. That deal I had. It was gone okay, in so 13. Cool. So let's, let's, let's stop for a second. Let's talk about this. Um, two things there. First is 
you said um, you would have connected more with your finance people. Um, well, well, who do you meet? Like, I guess you kind of described it a little bit, you know, hard lenders or private lenders. How did you find those finance people? Where did you connect with them? Because I know in the beginning you didn't know any of them. Yeah, you connect. Um, one of the real estate clubs is huge. You can go to um, the real estate clubs in your area. And two, um, when you were doing your dial for dollars, mm-hmm. you find another investors. You just be curious. It's like, how did you find be resourceful? You just find, hey, how did you find money for your immediate money for your deals? I mean, they're like, well, just use this guy. He'll loan you the money. Okay, so I called that guy and said, "Hey, what are your what are your lending requirements?" He told me this. You 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 log all that, mm-hmm. and you um. Perfect. You yeah, and then and you'll have you'll have private lenders, hard money guys, soft money guys calling you to set up an appointment because you're finding them the deals. Right. That's that you find your deal. Like you always say, find your deal. Oh my God, you couldn't have said that any more perfectly. I've gone, I think, the last three or four episodes on this very subject, is that. You know, once they've identified and once you found them, you know, they really don't want to talk to you until you have a deal, though, or you have a reputation for finding deals. And that feeds right into what I always say. If, if you find the deal, the money's going to find you. Absolutely. And uh, that's what you've experienced, isn't it? Well, pretty good. Pretty spot on. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're calling you. I have some more money to lend you. Do you have a deal in place? Right? Right. Awesome. Okay, so there, there's your find, how to find your finance people. He's gone out and networked. He's talked to people and he asks questions. You know, who do you know that's a good property manager? Who do you know that, that will lend money on deals? You just being resourceful, going out there. There's just not a, there's not a hard, fast way to do it. You do have to get out there and employ some of your people skills and you do have to talk to actual people. And that's, that's what Brad has done and it's worked very, very well for him. Uh, the other thing that you said there, oh, you sold a property in 13 minutes. How in the hell did you sell a property in 13 minutes? I guess from what I classify at 12 p.m., there somebody already committed to buying it by 12 p.m. Right. So how did that person learn about your deal, or where did you find the buyer? I found the buyer. That was really, really in the beginning. So I got a, a real estate now, this is awesome too. Another ninja trick for you guys. Okay, I got on the the on on meetup.com. You're you can go on there and you can be a member of your area. And there's a mailing list that you just go, you just get the mailing list and it shoots out to everybody in the email. So I got the deal under contract. I knew a lender that would lend it from going to the meetings. I sent out the specs, the pictures. You know, I did your you know property analysis. I'm sorry, your epic analysis. I don't know the exact name, but. I should know. I've done it many fucking times. <laughs> so I sent. Uh, I did that. I sent that exact out. I was like, "This is the deal." People right away, and I set up a showing for like. I sent it out on like Saturday. I set a showing on Monday. People right away started emailing me. I was like, "No, it's not available until twelve o'clock." So the first person to walk through, no, second person, sorry, second person to walk through the door. By the time he got done walking through the house, his boss had called me and says, the deal is done. So I called the lender that I had set up and I go, Hey, is the deal done? She goes, yeah, I'll lend it right there. 13 minutes. Super, super. That was the yellow letter deal. So I've actually used this several times, um, recently as I'm opening up new markets for, for flow savvy is I've gone 
to meetup.com, M-E-E-T-U-P.com, and I type in, I'm looking for real estate investor clubs in the Kansas City area or the Cincinnati area. You can, and within five miles, 10 miles, 25 miles of, of that area, and then all of the real estate investor clubs will come up in, uh, in those areas. And what I did is I went and just joined those clubs. I filled out all the bio, introduced myself. I was very respectful and, and very direct on what I was looking for to be a member of that club. And then Brad is right. There is a way that once you become a member, some, some clubs have to accept you, some you're a member automatically. There is a way, right, I think it's under communicate tab in the navigation, where you can actually get a link to send an email to that will email the entire club. And that, that's been very helpful in me. I've got, I don't know, I'm leaving for Cincinnati tonight. I've got, over the next four days, I think I have seven meetings set up just from that with property managers and rehabbers and, uh, and realtors. And I did the same thing in, in Kansas City. I wasn't there long enough to, to set up the meetings, but I've already got the contacts in my, my email. And I did it from using that service. And that's how Brad found his first buyer, and he did it in 13 minutes. So what I will recommend strongly recommend is do not use that link to spam do not use to sell your goods and wares and your services go there and make sure that it's relevant to the people that are there that, that your message so if people are looking to buy real estate then go ahead and and promote your deal there but if they're looking to buy real estate and you just got in you just joined the latest you know financial advisor, multi-level marketing company, don't go and ruin that. You're going to get kicked out and it'll be absolutely useless to you. Use it sparingly. Use it when you need it and when you actually have a deal and something to sell. So, awesome. So, Brad, you've sold a bunch of other properties since then. How did you find those buyers? Um, just network. People wanting to buy. A gentleman that had a, a gentleman that had um a 1030, I don't know, exchange? Oh, what the hell is that word? 1031 exchange. exchange. Mm-hmm. I was, um, in the beginning, I was driving neighborhoods and I'm calling and I call a guy that had a for sale property call signs for sale. And he goes, and we just sparked up a conversation. He goes, can we have a meeting? And I go, okay, as long as you buy. And he goes, I'll buy. Um, so he bought me a $2.25 Starbucks coffee. And I find out that he had a 1031 exchange and he needed, needed something and he bought a property there. So that was kind of on that. And then, um, shoot, how are those? I don't know. They I'm, find you. I can't remember. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if, if you're keeping this a secret right now, but uh, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. I've purchased yeah, you several properties. You can say. Yeah. yeah, I'll say it. I've purchased several properties from you because uh, you know you found the deals, and I was like, "Wow, those are great deals." Let me compare those to my Memphis deals, and they turned out to be a little bit better than my Memphis deals. So I bought uh, a bunch from you, and so when and it's just another example. Even someone that teaches this, if if you've got the deal. It, the money will find you, and you start talking about the deal, and 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 you've mentioned networking a lot, and and, and later on, I'll, I'll let let everybody know how you can sell deals uh, to me as well. I just want to be an optional exit strategy for you, and and that's what I've 
kind of been testing out with Brad. It's been working very well, and I'll let everyone in on that, on how you can do that later. But you had talked about networking, and you, and you said, just networking, just networking, just networking. Let's get really specific. Where, where are you networking, and what does your, say, your networking schedule look like? I network, um, I networked in the beginning to, I went to um, meetup groups. If you, once you get on meetup groups, you go to meetings, um, twice a night, twice a, at night, twice a week, you meet people, you meet other wholesalers. And so at those meetings, they're very structured and, um, they usually have a topic of discussion and on a meetup group, you can see the topic. So when you're there, you're just talking to people and you spark interest and, um, you know, what they're doing. And so you go, Hey man, we should give me your card. This is essentially give me your card. I don't have a card. Let me email you from my phone because I, I don't have cards yet. I need to get cards. So I emailed them and I followed, you follow up, you set an appointment with them to grab a cup of coffee or meet at a property. Um, the art of follow up is one of the most important things in this business. Side note, follow up with people. Um, and so we met with coffee and you, you, you kind of narrow down on, Hey, their buyer is looking for this or they if you want to wholesale or they're looking for this until so you take, take note of that. And then, um, and then during the day, I'm thinking about going to joining a BNI um, because it's during the day. And um, right now in the state I'm in, I'm tr- teaching people to, leveraging people to help me. So I'm tr- trying to train them as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So to help me do the same thing. And so I'm going to BNIs a lot that um, I go there to meet like um, probate attorneys, estate attorneys. Um, okay, so BNI is I, I'm familiar with it, a networking group. Do you know what it, it actually stands for? Business Networking International. Okay, yeah, it is international. It's global, and there are multiple chapters in every single city. It's it's I think it's the biggest networking community out there. So BNI is another. I just wanted to get in case people didn't know what BNI was. So you're meeting and, uh, estate attorneys and stuff like that there. Perfect. Yeah, and one thing good about the probate, that is so, if someone wants to, um, that is so exclusive to be nice because they don't allow other professions in, that you, you, you spark up a great relationship with, like, you know, your probate attorneys, your divorce attorneys. They, those guys, they don't, attorneys, they don't care about making profit. They need to sell a property. And you're, you're the, if you go in there representing yourself, you're the man, to, the man or female to sell that property for them. Mm-hmm. And so you have basically exclusive rights. I mean, right. and so that is a good way. Um, you know, right. Those are the, basically the two main um, referral things. I know we went to Kansas city and I have a bunch of people wanting to meet up um, there and you, you go to expos, um, you know, REI Expos, mm-hmm. um, talk to people. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Um, so you you introduced the word ninja to this conversation, and you've <laughs> mentioned it several times. Give us some other some other ninja tips that uh, that are working for you. Okay, very simple thing. You guys, the guys on the side of the road that say going up on an on-ramp on the freeway, or we call it the Midwest Highway, they mm-hmm. say we'll work for... We'll work for money. All right, put them to work. Give them a I buy a house to sign with the phone number on there. Let them stand there all day. Pay them money. Uh-huh. How many cars? 
100,000 cars might drive up. I don't know if it's that many. Let's say 10,000 call, cars drive up. And you say everyone needs, has a place that they need to live or they want to live. They're going to call that number. 10,000 people. What are you paying the guy? Like maybe 20 bucks a day? That is a ninja trick. Okay, so, so what do you actually – okay, so I like, I like the idea. I love it. Very resourceful. So what do you, he's not standing there with a sign saying, I buy ugly houses, is he? Yeah. So the the, the bum is – they think the, the bum is going to buy the ugly house? I'm sorry, I don't know. The, it's the, a the, law the, of numbers, man. But it's working. Yeah. We started it on Monday. Well, I don't know if it's working yet, but I'll let you know. I'll send you an email. You can update. We started okay. on Monday. All right. Well, we'll keep everybody updated on that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if, if the word bum was uh, politically incorrect. I was at a loss of words because I was so surprised by the strategy. But okay, so we'll stay up to date on that one. I love it. Trying everything. Awesome. We're going to test it. So what else? What's another something else that's working for you that you've come up on your own? I'm to, I, you go into – we do. Uh, what did you say? What week was it? I don't know. You told me to go into uh, – on Sundays, go to open houses and talk to real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is what you're looking for. So what I did is I contacted – Real estate agents from every part of the county in Missouri or cities, because in the west part of St. Louis, it's all rehabs, fix and flips. North side, North City, it's all buy and hold. And the south side is for both. So what I did is I go locked in with those real estate agents. Mm-hmm. It says, we, we know who they are. They say, hey, man, this is what I need. I know you're from the community. Anything that you get... I mean, don't hit on the MLS. Let me look at it first. And th- these agents, now I've talked so much about you, I think they listen to your podcast. So I hope we're cool. <laughs> um, and I just let me see it first. And so I'm getting maybe, well, a lady, before you called, I told you when I coach you call, a lady just called me um, literally 10 minutes before 12 o'clock central time. She goes, hey, Brad. Hi, Pam. Um, I, got a, I got a lady I sold a couple houses to about, 10 years ago, she wants you just to take over her loan on their rental properties. Would you do it? And I go, you know, before we were coaching, I was like, no, why the hell would I want to assume your that debt? But you told me, he goes, as long as you analyze the debt to service ratio, take over that property because it's not going to cost you anything as long as it's assumable. And so I, I trained her, not trained her, that's a bad word. I t- coached her on, you know, Pam, before you call me, I will take over it all. Just make sure that the debt service ratio is exactly what I need. And she calls me. Now she called me with two properties just because I went to an open house and have a relationship with her. Right. Super. Super. Um, okay. You got a third one before we wrap this up? Um, be likable. Be likable. Give back to people. That's, yep. that's actually... I think one of the more valuable ones. It's, it's it's not a ninja trick. It's it's actually rather boring, and it can be perceived as rah rah. But just keep in mind that this is a people business, and and I've coached Brad through this, and it's worked very well, and it's how I've built my business. Is not coming from a place of scarcity, not coming place from a place of fear, not coming from a place of. Um, here's the one that that kills me, is when people are more concerned about what you're making than what they themselves are making. That one drives me nuts. Don't be so concerned with someone else is putting in their pocket. Be concerned with what, what how you're going to profit from it. And 
and not coming from a place of, well, you're making more than me, that's not fair. Well, if you don't do the deal, neither one of you are going to make anything. That's what I mean by coming from a place of scarcity. Um, and re recognize that this is a people business, and it's a two-way street. To receive favors, to receive referrals, to receive a phone call from somebody that says, hey, I have a, a, a client that has two properties, and then she just wants to dump them, will you assume her loan? To get those types of calls, the favors have to go the other way also. And and that's what makes you likable. When you help other people, you help other people's businesses. And, and, and you give, and giving in a way that you're not expecting anything in return. Because you might not get it returned to you by the exact person you gave to, but it might come back to you from a person that observed you giving to that person. And you just don't know. And, and I don't know if it's mystics, it's the law of attraction, it's just, it's God, or it's just the way, you know, the almighty universe works. I don't know what's the cause of it, but it does work. And I think that's probably one of the more powerful things and, and best things that you can do inside your business is be likable. So thanks for, for bringing that up. Um, you've really, you, you've surprised me a lot today, Brad. I've learned a few things and, uh, and uh, you've brought up the things that I want to talk about, but I feel like I talk about them all the time. But you brought them up because they, they work for you too, and that's why I talk about them all the time. So, so awesome! Thanks for for uh, sharing all of your stuff today. I appreciate it. We can go on if you want. Yeah, let's go on. So, what do you see <laughs> right now, Brad? Things are going so good for you. You're eight week eight week old real estate investor. What do you see in your future for real estate investing? Um, let's grow the cash flow savvy, man. Um, but. As far as that, that the cash flow savvy grow that to multiple cities. Right. What Brad's talking about is, is I've mentioned right. my company, Cash Flow Savvy, and that we have a turnkey and operation where we find properties, we rehab the properties, we put a tenant in place, and then we coordinate the management for people that just don't have time to do the investing themselves. And since Brad and I have been working together, he's actually uh, my project manager in St. Louis. I have a project manager in uh, each city. He's my project manager in St. Louis, and he, he basically uh, is my single point of contact to, to work my teams that I have placed in, in St. Louis. And so he's talking about he wants to uh, grow that, and he's probably going to take over the whole state of Missouri here in a second. But uh, that's what he meant by that. I didn't mean to go on that much detail, but that's what he meant. What do you see in, in your future, though? I mean, aside I am, from that, personally. I'm Personally, I'm, my goal is to have 10 doors or units by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If I pick up these two, it'll be. I mean, it goes. So, how many do you have right now in just eight weeks that you're owning that you you are cash flowing? Um, two. You have two. Okay, perfect. Two, and I have another one under contract that you're going to keep. I haven't decided yet. I mean, I got the okay. deal. I need to find find the money. Really, that's what it that's okay. what it is. Um, but I have ten a, ten a month or not a month. That'd be awesome. Ten ten to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just keep up what I'm doing. I mean, um, full time. Like I said, I'm 40, 50 hours a week full time now, and it doesn't seem like it because it's fun. It's fun as hell, to be honest with you. Um, really, I mean, yeah, bring more relationships. I okay. Uh, just do more uh, of what you're doing, really, right? Right. I want to. Um, I want. Oh, yes, that's my biggest. Thing. I want to start helping people. Like, um. Helping people just we give out. I mean, we were in um, Friday in Kansas City, and one of the sitting at the um, you were working, and we we're watching the game. And uh, one of the gentlemen that I've met through my call, um, 
calling. He he put he put a house under contract. I I, I borrowed from Matt stuff. I go here's a seller questionnaire. Here's a purchase agreement. And I said follow this accordingly, and it kind of just echoed what you've been telling me. Coasted through it. He put it under contract, and like two days, it's like it was totally transparent. It's that perfect of a, a system, and it's I mean. And, uh, I'll awesome. t- take a photo and email it to you so you, you can see it. And it's like, it's... Oh, you man. are such such an overachiever, aren't you? Not only did I, you uh, not did you do all of these deals yourself, you've also trained another person, then he got his first deal under contract inside of eight weeks. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Sean, I don't even know... I, sh- I should know his last name. I know his first name's Sean, but... <laughs> That's hilarious. So any words of advice, last parting words for somebody that's having trouble getting started? Um, if you're just, just, just do it. Um, I mean, just believe and be honest with the people that care about you say, I mean, that's my biggest thing. Just like, man, I'm struggling because I'm struggling. I don't know why I'm struggling. It's like your wife or your husband just says, honey, I know you can do it. That vote of confidence, that was my favorite time of the week, you know, right after our coaching call in the beginning. It was like that that bolt of uh, confidence that's really uh, getting over that fear, that confidence that really just propels people. Mm -hmm. um, Nick, our buddy, just says, he just put a house in that town charity wholesale. I I wouldn't say I coached him, but I, I helped him. He goes, Brad, this is a lot easier than it is. I was like, that's all I'm going to do is I'm just going to get it in their contract. I was like, yeah, dude, you've got five-day inspection period. If you change your mind or, mm-hmm. you know, your fart blows in the wind wrong, you can get out of it. I mean, <laughs> right. so. Yeah. And what, who he's talking about, Nick, is is one of the real estate agents that, that we met in St. Louis, and he's been bringing me deals off the multiple listing service. He's been bringing me listings. And he just went out and put a deal under contract as a principal, as a buyer. And he's sitting there saying it's easier to put it under contract himself than it is to actually take the listing. Not only is it easier to put it under contract as the principal, he's going to make significantly more money than he would from his real estate commission. So I think that's awesome. I didn't know that. So I didn't know that Nick had done that. That's awesome. Okay. So that's, that's cool. I, you know, let's, let's check back in in eight more weeks and see how much further you've come along. Um, we've done so much in this eight. I can't even imagine where you'll be in eight weeks from now. So congratulations to you, Brad. Thanks for being here and being so gracious and sharing your, your ninja tricks. And, and, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll be back in touch. And if uh, I ask you to come back, you come back on the show, right? One, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. Um, one big thing, I am anxi- anxiety never goes away. And I, I'm having anxiety over where I go now, just like I did in the beginning. It's just knowing that about yourself, that you can achieve it and propelling it to you and motivating you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my last thing. I love it. Be- so. Believe in yourself. Just just believe in yourself and go do it. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to get exactly what Brad's got, but I know you're going to get something that you're going to be happy with. That's for sure. So, Brad, thanks a lot, bud. We will talk soon and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So, there you go. That's Brad, and that's what Brad does. He wholesales properties, and he takes the profits from his wholesales and then buys and holds. I mean, he's already got a little bit of a, a portfolio building, and, and this is inside of his first 60 days in the business. Pretty awesome. 
inspiring, actually. So, who's next? Oh, and you know what? That actually reminds me. As I mentioned earlier, I was Brad's end buyer on six or seven of his wholesale deals, putting, you know, several thousand dollars into his pocket. And I've set something up to make it very easy for you to use me as your end buyer as well. So, if you're just getting started, or if your buyer's list isn't as responsive or as large as you'd like it to be yet, I've set up a website to put another option inside of your real estate investing tool belt, an additional exit strategy, or buyer, if you will. To keep it plain and simple, English, just an extra buyer on your list. Now, if you remember, several episodes back, I offered you the opportunity to find buyers and refer them to me for $2,000 per referral through the website epicproincome.com. So I gave you the opportunity to refer buyers to me and I'd give you a $2,000 referral fee for that. And, you know, many of you took me up on that offer and I've paid thousands and thousands of dollars in referral fees through that program of, you know, which one listener has referred 11 buyers to me to date at $2,000 a pop. And I trust that you can do the math there. And that program is still up and running at Epic Pro Income. You can get the details for that there if that's of interest to you. But now I've got the other side of the equation set up for you also. You can refer a buyer to me through EpicProIncome.com or you can now refer the deal, a property to me through EpicWholesalers.com. EpicWholesalers.com. I've just completed this site. Actually, I've got a few more tweaks, but it is functional right now. And it should be totally complete by the time you hear this episode. But even if it isn't, it is functional and it's ready to go. And you can go check it out. And in the right-hand column of the site, you'll see what I'm buying right now. And actually, it's not just me that's buying. It's, you know, if you don't have a buyer's list yet, here's the deal. This is it in a nutshell. I'm giving you access to mine. I'm giving you access to my buyer's list. So maybe it will be me that buys your deal, or I'll connect you with one of my buyers that will. And here's the best part. You get to set your own wholesale fee. Okay, you get to set your own wholesale fee. As long as the property fits the criteria and the numbers fit the formula, I don't care how much money you make. I want you to make a crap load. I don't care how much you make. As long as our numbers fit, it, you can make as much as you want. I mean, I believe Brad is, has made anywhere, I don't know, from $3,000 to $11,000 on the deals he sent to me. Each deal. Anywhere from $3,000 to $11,000 per deal. It just depends on the deal that you get. And, and the better the deal you negotiate with your seller, the more of the profit that you get to negotiate and keep for yourself. I mean, it's pretty straightforward and simple. So let's go ahead and we'll talk about the criteria. Here's what my buyers and myself are buying at the moment. We are buying uh, one to four units. So that's single family residence, then duplexes and triplexes and fourplexes and residential. And we need three bedrooms or more for the single family dwellings. We need two bedrooms or more per unit for the multifamily dwellings. And then we need a market rent of two to 4% of the purchase price. That's really important one. A market rent of two to 4% of the purchase price. So if the property is $50,000, 2% of that is $1,000, right? That's what the market rent has to be for a $50,000. That can, that can be Section 8 because you can get a little bit more there or it can be just the regular market rent, but we need around 2 to 4% of the purchase price to, um, to make that fit our formula. And some of you that might be a little more experienced might be saying, how in the world are you finding that? That's, well, who wouldn't want that? Well, we're finding them all the time, okay? They're not rare. They're not as rare as you think. You just have to look for them. And then we're also looking, we're, we're open to low income areas. We're okay with that. Um, but the, the key word there is income. The neighborhood has to be generating income. I'm not looking for 
poverty-stricken areas, and please, no war zones. I'm not into the war zones either. But low income, absolutely okay. They do not, these do not have to be pristine luxury properties. Low income is okay. Now here's where. This is where we are buying. We're buying in Memphis, Tennessee, of course, St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Those are our markets. Those are the six that we are buying right now. We can issue offers and purchase and close right away. Now, here's some additional details that you must know. This is a must. That each property you submit must be either your property, must be your property, or you must have it under contract. Or something else I'll, I'll be a little flexible on is if you have a very close relationship with the decision maker that, that, uh, to sell that property. But really, to make it easy, it's got to be your property. You got to have it under contract. Don't get lazy on us, okay? Take that extra step, put it under contract, because you make a whole lot more money when you do that. Um, also, you need to include an estimated rehab cost for rent ready condition. Uh, rent ready condition. I need an estimated rehab cost. So that's that's new flooring, it's paint, and then you got to make sure everything inside is updated and working. It doesn't have to be, you know, imported granite countertops. It's just just run of the mill rent ready. Um, materials. Okay. If it's just everything has to work. So we need that. And then I need you to include the conservative market rent, what you think the conservative market rent is. And rather than guessing, I would really prefer that if you checked with the property manager and got that, it's going to make it so much easier and, and streamline the process. All right. So that's what and where we're buying right now. And if you didn't get a chance to write all that down, it's okay. No worries. I mean, I read all of that just now directly from the website and you can take a look for yourself at epicwholesalers.com. Now, when you get there, you'll also notice that there are about 20 other markets that will be considered. So if you didn't hear your market or your location, go check out those other 20 markets. All of that information is on the site there, on the homepage in the right-hand column. Right there in the bottom, you'll see the rest of the, the markets that we're considering. And that's at epicwholesalers.com. Now, each time you submit a property, you're going to want to check that column as the criteria in the markets, they can change frequently. So here, here, I'll just start with you from the beginning. Here's how it works. You've got to register first, okay? This is a private website. It's not open to the public. This is by invitation only. And you, my podcast listeners, are invited. I'm not doing any giant email marketing, inviting, or any, any sort of, um, you know, SEO campaign and inviting just whoever wants to come to the market and, or wants to come to the game and play. This is for you. You guys have been here with me. You've, you've heard how um, I've taught you how our process works. I've taught you how to wholesale. I've taught you all kinds of things. So I really want to keep this specific for you, okay? So you are invited, but you do have to register first. And there is a nominal fee of $97 to register. But to be clear, I don't want your money. I do not want your money. And, I, and I'm going to tell you how I'm going to give you back five times your money in just a minute. But I want you to know that there is a specific reason for this fee. And it's not to produce a profit. I don't need the $97, okay? It's not to generate... It's not to create a, a, an additional income stream for myself. You know, the, the main reason for this fee is, you know, if you're consistently submitting deals to me, you will likely be getting some of my time, maybe even a lot of my time. I mean, for example, you know, although Brad is a coaching client of mine, I speak to him three to five times a week discussing his deals outside of his scheduled coaching calls. You know, and, and I'm confident that he's gotten just as much out of those calls where we discuss deals as he has out of his structured calls. And although I'm open to helping every single one of you, I'm totally open to that. I wouldn't be here if I weren't. There just aren't enough hours in the day for me to help each one of you one-on-one. -on -one. 
And here's where this is coming from specifically. You know, I, when I um, opened up EpicProIncome.com about a year ago, that's where you could refer me a buyer. There was really like a deluge of people that signed up for that training. And they had tons of questions. And most of those questions were, you know, they might have been good-spirited or well-intended, but most of them were hypothetical and or cynical in nature. And those types of questions are not only a waste of my time, but they are a huge waste of your time too. I mean, whether you know that or not, meaning you can ask an endless amount of hypothetical questions in real estate and it's going to get you nowhere. And with regard to the, the cynics, sorry, I just don't have time for you. I, I just can't be bogged down by people so focused on why things won't work. I must reserve my time to work with the people focused on why things will work. So all the hypothetical and cynical questions that I've received, they were and are a waste of my time. But, you know, back then I did respond to every question and I or my partner got on the phone with most of them. And, and you know, the sad thing is, this is the second reason. The sad thing is we answered everybody's questions and still only a dozen or so people took any sort of consistent action. So I can't go through that again. I got to learn from my past mistakes. I can't do that again. I don't have the time to cater to every single person that has an interest in referring us a deal. I only have time for people with a commitment to wholesale. So I put up a very small barrier, a very small barrier to keep the interested people away. So I can give my time to the committed. Fair? So if you can make a small $97 commitment to wholesaling properties, here's what I'll do. I'll make myself available to you as often as I can when it comes to wholesaling specifically. I'll make myself available to you. And your registration fee of $97 times five, that's $485, that's going to be refunded to you at the close of your first transaction with us. And that will be on top of your wholesaling fee. Make sense? So it's like a $485 bonus on your first transaction with us to give you that back. Just to prove to you, I don't, I don't want the $97. Make sense? Okay, pretty simple. To present your deals to me and my list of buyers at epicwholesalers.com, there's a one-time $97 registration fee which I will refund to you times five on your first deal. Now, once you've registered, you'll click in the navigation area, submit a property, and you simply fill in the blank fields with the property's information. Very simple. And once you've filled in all of that info, click submit. And here's what happens. When you click submit, it triggers a calculation. There's a calculation that's performed behind the scenes using the information that you submitted. There's no emotion or judgment involved. It's a simple math formula that, that is calculated and it sends my acquisition team an email with the results of that calculation. And it tells them exactly what they can buy the property for. And within 24 hours, you will receive a response. Either the team will accept your offer, the team will um, reject your offer, or they'll counter your offer. It's really simple. It's very straightforward. It's ultra black and white. It's just a math equation that makes the decision. There are no emotions or opinions of value involved. You don't even need to pull, pull comps. It's just math. And if we accept your offer, we will open escrow. And you don't need any earnest money or anything like that. It'll be a true no money, no credit deal for you. As we'll close as soon as possible with an all cash transaction. Our cash and none of yours. Got it? Boom. And then you'll go ahead and you'll receive your wholesale fee directly from escrow just like a real live real estate transaction because that's exactly what it is. And you get your pay directly from escrow. Simple, got it? So if you missed anything that I just covered, go to epicwholesalers.com to review.
We've got a, this was a really long episode, so I'm going to cut it short. That's it for today. And a big thanks to Brad Donnelly for joining us and setting an example of what's possible if you just focus on consistent and persistent action. Awesome, Brad. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us today. And until next time, as a very wise person once said, action speaks louder than words, but not nearly as often. To your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. Thank you for spending this time with Matt Terrio and the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. When you have a moment, stop by iTunes to leave your comments and let us know what you think of the show. And if you haven't done so already, get started investing today by visiting freerealestateinvestingcourse.com to access Matt's free course, How to Do Deals, No Money Required. Until next time. To your success. To your success. To your success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>